it's interesting to me how even choices that are made 40 years ago still have messiness. Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host, Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Todd, how's it going? Scott, it is going good. We've got a special guest for you. I'm not going to announce who he is yet, but you've already gotten a hint just by listening to the beginning of the show. Hmm. Actually, I should just go ahead and introduce him because I want to involve him in this too. So we have our special guest, Family man, songwriter, and personality, Drew Geert. So, Drew, it is good having you on the show. It's an honor. It's an honor to be on the show. (laughs) Oh, well, it's so fun. And, of course, if anybody's been listening for any length of time, only once, they hear your voice at the beginning of the show and the end of the show every single time because you are responsible for the song, and we so appreciate it. I assume you're still making music. You know, I'm a worship leader at my church, and so that's my main focus right now. Right. Every once in a while, I get the hankering to write a new song, and then we'll present it to a church. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to get more into a worship style. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I think about those songs, like the Family Man song. I think about <laughs> Staying Married, which I was really proud of as that, well. Oh, and, you should be. And that's so D. I mean, they're just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so there, there are times that I, I go, maybe I should write another uh, family man style song. Oh, uh, it I just hasn't it. happened for a little bit. So uh, but worship worship leading is uh, my main focus. And, and I'm really uh, proud of my team there, too. That's so awesome. Well, here's the news. Did you see because I'm a big McDonald's guy. I mean, my family goes to McDonald's every Saturday, everybody. I mean, we all gather. But here's the big news. Did you see? in the headlines that they are bringing back the double Big Mac. Four all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I mean, it is. this is big news. Guaranteed to give anybody a heart attack right away. Are you a Big Mac lovers? Uh, no. Yeah, I didn't know that there was such a thing as a double Big Mac, though. It is coming out. It's coming out, or it is out right now, I think, so... I don't know, Scott. You, wow. yeah. Are you a Big Mac guy? I've had them before, but I was always a quarter pounder guy. But I don't quarter do McDonald's pounder, anymore yeah. at all. So I get it. I'm, I always get the McChicken because it's the cheapest sandwich on the menu, <laughs> and I'm cheap, so that's what I always get. Um, <laughs> sometimes on my birthday, I'll get a Big Mac. I mean, uh, special, but never any other time. But hey, Scott, you had a food story uh-huh. that I haven't heard, but. Uh, You've got a, a food story segue, so let me hear about it. <laughs> okay. I had a very weird experience delivering pizzas the other night. I went to this house to deliver a pizza, and the guy came to the door. He's a little bigger than me, a little younger than me, but seemed like a normal enough guy. That's the giveaway right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a credit card thing, so he took my pen and went in the house to sign the credit card thing, and then he brought it back out and... And I just stuffed it in my pocket and said, thanks. And he's like, oh, no, look at it. 
and it was nighttime, so it was dark. So I had to like pull out my big flashlight again to see the thing. I'm like, okay, fine. So I look at it, and there's a ten dollar tip on there, and I was like, oh, thank you, I appreciate that. And he's like, yeah, that's ten dollars. And I was like, yeah, yeah, thanks, I, I appreciate it. And he's like, yeah, man, I appreciate you. And I, I, I love what you do, man. I love you. And he just comes at me and gives me a big hug and literally kissed my shoulder. Oh, and I just kind of goes, and I'm like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> like, You can have your 10 bucks back. I was like, uh, do we know each other? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's where you begin to think, are you going to escape alive? Yeah, I'm still weirded <laughs> out by this, man. I'm like, dude, $10 does not buy you physical affection from the pizza guy, okay? <laughs> if you've ever wondered, that's not part of the deal. It's not okay. an appropriate social situation for that. So, Well, I'm going to tell all the pizza guys out there, you if you ever meet me or anybody ever meets me, I will never give you a voluntary hug or a kiss on your shoulder, ever. So weird, uh, man. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know how we make that transition from Big Mac's <laughs> guys kissing the pizza get into Drew. Um, but Drew, you've had a job change the last couple of years since we've talked. And, uh, you know, I don't know about your business. I, I never even really let the whole crowd know that you were thinking about having your kids start a pooper picker upper business. Um, even though I thought, th I thought that was brilliant, brilliant. Um, but you've had other things happen in the last year, 2023, 2023 has been a, a good year for you. You're 43 years old and you met your biological father. So why don't you just tell us how that all happened? Well, I, honestly, I, I've kind of known about this guy for uh, nearly my entire life. And uh, my mom never kept any secrets when I was growing up. She let me know that the, the dad who had raised me adopted me when I was probably about three or four years old. And she let me know, both me and my brother know, when we were probably about 10 or 11, that, uh, that uh, the dad who had been raising us was not our biological father, but uh, a man who uh, cared enough to adopt us. And, and so she was always pretty open about that. But uh, it always made me curious as to who my biological dad was. You know, uh, I, I think that there's something kind of deeply rooted in all of us. We want to know where we came from. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'd always had that curiosity. But there was always this just kind of this uh, thing where I didn't want the dad who raised me to feel like that I didn't think that he was good enough. So I never pursued trying to look for uh, a biological father and just kind of let it go. And uh, a few years ago, I got this strange email from a woman who said that she was looking for me and uh, wanted to know if I was the right person. Uh, and she started telling me all this stuff that nobody else would really know, I guess, unless I mean, even stalking my Facebook wouldn't tell everything that this woman was telling me. Mm. And turns out that this woman was uh, a biological sister of mine who was curious enough to actually seek me out and try to, to form this relationship. So it was through her that we met. And so she and I had met and uh, a couple of times and just kind of talked things over. And I asked her about my biological father, whose name is Jeff. I asked her about him and we kind of talked about, you know, how she grew up versus how I grew up. 
And uh, I still was really nervous to actually meet this man face to face, even at the age of like 40. You know, I was like, I don't want to offend this man who raised me by seeking out the biological father. And mm. so uh, so I still kind of let it go. But then my sister did something a little interesting and she got married last year. Mm. <laughs> and so I got invited to the wedding. And of course, he was going to be there. Jeff, the biological father, was going to be there. And so I knew that there was no way that I was going to avoid meeting him. And so we went to the wedding and uh, this is probably uh, mid last year, I think it's September maybe. And uh, we met him and he was super stoked to meet me and my family mm -hmm. from the church. He walked from his front row to like the fifth row where we were and introduced himself and I introduced myself and, and then just said, Hey, listen, um, today cannot be about us because we're at your daughter's wedding. Mm. And so, uh, we made it about that and we just kind of had a conversation at the reception and just got to know each other a little bit. He told me a little bit about his life and, and, um, even went into the reason why he wasn't involved in my life, which is fairly kind of honorable. Mm -hmm. uh, and since then, we um, met in November again. He actually came to my house and we shared a Thanksgiving dinner in November. And uh, there was another time that uh, we went up to his place uh, and just kind of got together for a family get together and let me know that uh, not only he, but there's lots of family members that I didn't even know existed wow. who knew me. And um, the interesting thing is, is that uh, they knew me because I was a big part of their lives for two years until I was about two years old. Then after that, my mom had met the man who raised me and asked uh, the biological father if it would be okay if he adopted me. And then one thing kind of led to another. And basically my mom did not she did not want the biological father to have communication with me because she did not want me to be confused. You know, she was trying to protect me in some, some way. And I guess the best way that she thought she could protect me because Jeff at that time uh, was not, you know, I mean, we're all human. We all grow. And uh, he was involved in some stuff that, uh, you know, no child should be um, mm -hmm. privy to. So, uh, she was trying to protect me from that. But yeah, last year uh, I got to meet him and he was super happy and excited to meet me. But through what I learned was through the course of all those years, he was trying to be honoring to my mom by not connecting with me. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that he kind of regretted it. And mm -hmm. so, um, uh, you know, without getting into a whole lot of detail, that's the basic uh, gist of, of what had happened. And now we have this relationship where he will text me on my birthday or he'll uh, text my family on their birthday and just say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm thinking about you. And uh, we do the same thing. And it's it's been a really uh, awesome time just to try to get together with him. Not only that, but uh, because I don't know where he is with his walk with Christ, it opens a door for us to actually have a ministry uh, with this group of people mm. who I actually have a, a blood bond with. So, wow. so it's been, it's been a really cool thing to kind of experience. Well, I just don't even know how those, 
the introductions are what I I can hardly wrap my brain around. Like, so do you, you know, like when your sister contacts you and say, hey, I'm your sister, <laughs> you know, or or you say to your dad, hi, dad, <laughs> I'm your <Yeah>. son. <laughs> you know, how does that go? Was that I mean, did your mind just tingle? And like when you found out even about your sister, I mean. Because I okay. know, you know, it's because it, it's got to be out there. You know, you didn't just pop out of the ground, uh, you know, that there was right. a dad. Um, but does it just, you know, after a couple decades, does it just become less and less part of your thinking? Or are you always thinking or maybe not always, but does it rise up every once in a while and you go, you know, there is a guy out there. Maybe he looks like me. Maybe I'll look into the face of an older Drew, you know, and yeah. go, oh, you're my dad. Yeah, there there was that uh, before I met him. There was always a, a curiosity uh, of who he was and, and did I look like him or did mm-hmm. I share some of those uh, personality traits? You know, how much like him am I? And what's his life like? And mm-hmm. And there's even a little bit of, what and I tried to stop myself from thinking this, but what would my life have looked like mm-hmm. if he was a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's all those questions, but and even, I, even, I and I assume that's part of the reason why you know you didn't want to find him because you know even even as you're talking, I could see you thinking, well, then my dad who's raised me, you know, m- maybe he'll think I'll like him better, or maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I would have had a better life if he hadn't, you know, or I can see how that could be hard. Yeah, I I, I certainly didn't want uh, the dad who raised me to feel like um, that I was trying to seek out something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's and there's honestly, I, when I think about that, I kind of go, well, that means that he my the dad who raised me might have some regrets about how he raised me <laughs> while the biological father also has regrets that he didn't get to raise me. And, and so it's like to try to navigate that, mm. that aspect of, of two men who uh, you, you don't want to hurt in any way uh, who both have regrets and then makes you kind of realize that, Oh, how I treat my children. I don't want to treat them and have any kind of regrets with how I treat them as mm. well. You know, so I mean, there's a, there's a whole uh, a whole circle of thoughts that kind of just kind of swim around in my head when it comes through all this. What and- was the most surprising thing? You know, I mean, <laughs> was it is it that it was more awkward than you thought it would be? Is it less awkward than you thought it would be? Okay, so it was it was a lot less awkward than I thought it was going to be, and I think that he had a lot to do with that to be honest, because I came into it super nervous and really, uh, I just had a lot of trepidation going into it, Mm. but he just kind of came up to me and shook my hand and was, and had a huge smile on his face. And, um, you know, without getting into, uh, you know, it wasn't exactly like the prodigal (laughs) son, you know, it wasn't like he ran (laughs) to me and wrapped his arms around me. I think on the shoulder. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah, No kissing, no kissing of any kind. Uh, but, uh, there were the, the awkward parts were, what do I call you? You know, mm. like, uh, cause now it's like, you're, you're not the dad that raised me. You're, you're Jeff, mm-hmm. who is my biological father. And, and when my kids got to meet him, they, their questions are, do we call this man grandpa? What do mm. we, what do we call him? 
And he even made that a lot less awkward just by going, you know what? Jeff is just fine. That's awesome. And yeah, he was, he was really gracious with all of us. And I'm sure that he was just as excited as we were, probably just as nervous as we were, but he just handled it a lot better. And he didn't force anything, right? He didn't say, let's go out and throw the ball, you know, or, or whatever. I'll be over there Christmas morning. Right. You know, it was, uh, even when we go to his place, I mean, he had stuff like cornhole set up. They had a big, uh, barbecue where all the family came over. And from then on, it was just like, Hey, you know what? We're just going to spend some time together. We're going to get to know each other and there's no pressure to do anything or be any particular way. He's a very laid back man. So he's like, yeah, this is who I am. And I just, uh, expect you to be you. And, he even honored my dad and going, well, he, it looks like he's raised you really well. Wow. And so, um, you know, there's no anger or not towards my, not towards the dad who raised me. Uh, but I still believe that there is a lot of hurt. Uh, every time we get together, he'll find some trait in me and he goes, Oh, well, that's from my side of the family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, there's always well, how that. About, how about your, your mom and your, uh, the dad who raised you, your dad. You know, how, mm-hmm. how are they handling all that? Does that feel awkward to them? You know, like, yes. how was your time with your dad? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So in, in <laughs> that's a really great question. In order to try to, uh, again, not, not cause any hurt or anything, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously for my mom, this is going to bring back uh, uh, memories that maybe she didn't want to, uh, right, to deal right, with right. in the past. So, uh she knows that uh, I've met this man. Uh, so therefore the man who raised me also knows that I've met, mm-hmm. met uh, Jeff. And uh, she says that, uh, you know, when I was growing up, it was her job to kind of protect me. But now that I'm older, you know, I can do what I want and she'll let mm-hmm. me do, uh, she'll let me meet him. Um, but I think that she probably just wants to take a step back from that. So we don't really talk about it to my mom or my dad. We don't talk about that, but I think that they know that we're meeting and that we're kind of forming a little bit of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just so long as that relationship doesn't supersede that of my mom Mm -hmm. and dad, I think everything's going to be fine. Right, right. It's interesting to me how even choices that are made 40 years ago still have messiness now mm-hmm. you know i mean really because i know guys who will say oh you know my whatever my kids they they won't even remember and it's like well even if they don't remember it's still it's still family's a messy thing so what were you said you said oh that's your your biological dad said oh that's from my side of family did you see any similarities between you and your dad i mean did you see like oh man that was like something i would say or do or i don't know well, um, first of all, we look incredibly alike, you know, it's like, there's, there's no denying uh, that this guy is, uh-huh. is my uh, biological father. As far as personality traits, he uh-huh. is super laid back and, and just like, I'm going to take things as they come. And, uh, every time that he is around me and my family, he's always smiling and stuff. Um, uh-huh. as far as that, and like, you're saying I, you're I, not the laid back guy. Uh, no, well, 
I I can be, but I don't choose to be. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit more uh, in your face, and, and and I get a little anxious and stuff. So, uh, you know, but he's he's just cool. He's he's laid back and and uh, lets everything kind of be what it's going to be, wow. and he'll he'll ride that wave, and it it's really awesome. Mm. So. Well, that's amazing. Well, you know, and part of the reason we're having you on is not just to share your story, but right. because you said, you know, even when you wrote me, and it was just such a fun email to read, you said, you know, I hope some other dads could be encouraged by this, maybe so that they would pursue their mm-hmm. children. What would you like the dads to listen? Because there are some dads who are listening right now who might have a child out there that they've never met. Or, you know, maybe they're the child or, or again, because family is messy and sometimes we make choices that we are not pleased about decades later. Um, right. What would you want a dad who's listening to, maybe not to learn, but maybe to be encouraged in? Well, I, I think uh, the title of the email that I sent you was, it's never too late. Uh, and, and I think that that's an important thing, uh, if, and I want to just encourage dads who are out there who maybe have a child that, uh, they know of, but haven't met or haven't spoken to in a long time, or maybe if they happen to be the child who has a, a parent that they've never met, it is such, um, it's a scary, scary situation that is really nerve wracking and, it's scary to kind of make that jump to meet those people, but it's such a blessing as well. It was such a blessing to be able to meet my biological father. It was such a blessing to meet my, uh, well, half sister. And I've got a half brother that looks exactly like me. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, we got along really well and, and another grandma that I didn't know even was in existence. And because I had a support system in my wife that said, do this, and you never know what the Lord's going to do through this. Because of that, now I I have the blessing of not just this one man, but like an entire new family that uh, I get to be a part of and get to share and make more memories with for myself and for my own family. So I think that I would like to encourage dads to step over that fear to step over that uh, that trepidation if you've got somebody mm. out there that you've never met or that you haven't spoken to in a long time, to step over that and to make that contact because the blessing is so much greater than the fear that's mm. holding you back. And so that would be my encouragement. And it really does have a gospel power. I mean, because, you know, even in at the end of the Old Testament where it says turning that the forerunner of the Messiah is going to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, you know, and their children to their fathers. I can remember talking to a, a guy who was, you know, had a broken relationship with his dad and it was a super ugly thing. But he said, you know, I had to get right with my dad before I could get right with God. And which we sometimes think is the other way around. You know, I have to get right with God before I get right with my dad. But could it be possible? And I don't know for Jeff, does he have to, maybe maybe by being right with his son, it gets him ready for the gospel. You know, it gets, it prepares him for that. And I just think, you know, that's a pretty powerful thing 
Um, you know, you're going to have influence in this whole family and we don't know where they stand with Christ, like you said, but wouldn't it be an amazing thing if God used Drew in that, you know, that's a pretty yeah. cool thing. That's a pretty cool thing. So, uh, you know, we're just about out of time, but, but so how, how's it been for your, for your own relationship with your kids? You know, does it <laughs> affect that? Oh, I know it affects um, it, but it, I mean, it, it affects it a little bit. Uh, I mean, but I think that they they're so far removed from the situation that um, I mean, they're like, again, their question is, what do we call this guy? What do we right. call this person? Um, uh, but they're very open to any kind of relationship. As far as my relationship with them, honestly, the Lord's been doing a work in my heart lately that they are my ministry and mm. so like i don't want to let that go and and i want to um make sure that i take care of my ministry mm. and, and just so much as meeting uh this biological family uh and there's a ministry there and to get to show them the love of christ to not uh forget that the children that i have are mm. my main ministry and they they deserve to see the love of Christ as well. And that's mm-hmm. something that the Lord is kind of doing in my heart, uh, even as, as uh, recent as last night. Right? <laughs> right. It's just like, you know, when, when the kids are all, when the, when their rooms are all a mess and they're making so much noise. And uh, you know, I had uh, my boss said something that was really profound to me. He said that uh, to sacrifice your prerogative is an act of worship. And that mm-hmm. really happens with our, children you know it's like look i've got the stuff that i want to do but if my children need me then i've got to sacrifice those things that i want to do in order to serve them in order to spend time with them to show them the love of christ and that's mm-hmm. my ministry mm-hmm. and so uh i i think through this, this whole thing with meeting my biological father and seeing that uh he's he's really blessed by getting to meet me uh but he's got regrets that I could turn around and kind of go, I don't want to have any regrets when it comes to raising my kids. And I'm still mm. going to show them the love of the father as well. So uh, that's, that's the one thing that I can probably use as a turnaround mm. and, or a chain um, mm-hmm. just to share the love of Christ both ways. Mm. Well, Drew, uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for being open to all that, you know, and really, um, and I, and I'm hoping that maybe some dads listening will, you know, I don't, they don't need to be shaken out of their seats, but maybe that stirring would just begin. And uh, as, as like you said, it's awkward, it's hard, but it's worth it, right? I mean, it's worth it. And family's the same way. Well, we're going to let Drew not sing in person, but we're going to let his voice take us out of here. And Drew, again, thanks for being on Team Family Man. Thanks for being a vital part of it. Thanks for your encouragement. Thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for even uh, even now reminding us that uh, what we do, what I do behind a microphone really doesn't matter as much as what I do with my family, you know, with my kids. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being, thanks for being a dad. Thank you. It's an, it's an honor to get to do this. I, I love talking to you guys. And that's our show for this week, dad. Thanks for joining us for the family man show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at familymanweb.com. If you have a question for me, you can reach me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. 
Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll talk again sometime. Thanks for letting us use your song over and over and over again. It really is. It's part of the show. Potter, it is, it's what we are. So thanks. Was there an awkward moment where like you both started picking your nose the same way at the same time? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kids today are looking for direction Kids today have got a void to fill And if our dads won't be there Something else will Like TV, magazine, big screen, music scene Internet, cigarette, alcohol, crystal meth Taking chances undercovers with romances From another life of crime Doing time, contemplating suicide Well, 